When it comes to dealing with real estate and the blockchain, you want to go with a company that's familiar with the inner workings of the business. This week's guest has been in real estate for over 30 years. Michael Flight, CEO of Liberty Real Estate Fund, the world's first net lease security token. Michael and Joe discuss his history investing in triple net leases and why he broke into the blockchain space and how you can get started too. Let's just get right down to business. Joe Show. This, this is the Joe Roberts Show. The Joe Roberts Show. Hello, Mohsen. Welcome to the show. Let's get started by giving us a brief background about yourself. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's an absolute pleasure. So my name is Mohsen Masood. My, uh, I'm the founder and CEO for Accrue. Accrue is a platform for fractional real estate investing. Uh, my background is completely real estate. Uh, I come from a real estate family. My uh, family business has been investing in commercial real estate across the globe. Uh, and that's where my journey started from. You asked me to code to save my life, and I will not be able to do that. Uh, I don't have a tech background at all. So I've uh, invested in real estate and managed commercial real estate investments across the world. I was heading our family's office in the Middle East uh, right after I graduated from York University up in uh, Toronto. Uh, after that, I started to head the global portfolio and expanded into the North American market uh, with investments in Toronto, in Canada, and then across the West Coast. So uh, LA in California, uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale area in Arizona, and then Reno in Nevada. This is back in 2010, 11, and 12. Um, at the same time, I also went to Harvard Business School uh, and then Graduate School of Design for some executive uh, programs. Most recently, I went to Site Business School at Oxford University uh, for a program in blockchain implementation and strategy uh, led by David Schreier about two years ago or three years ago at this point. Um, I kind of spun off uh, from my family's portfolio company and set up my own shop and started to syndicate deals, uh, raised capital, minimum investment of 250K um, and, and had assets under management of about 50 mil up until 2019, uh, at which stage I kind of left that, handed that over to my partners and moved 100% with the crew full time. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's a quick rundown on what my background is, what my history is. Uh, but I'm excited to talk and tell you more about what Accrue does and, and how it functions and, and how it's taking real estate to the next level for everyone out there. Well, two important things in life is definitely learning and doing deals. And that sounds like you've been doing both of those, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. Every day is a new day and you, you learn something new every day. But uh, deals I love to do uh, as often as possible. All right. Well, let's dive into what Accrue does. You know, uh, currently blockchain has evolved and we're moving into a world where there's going to be a lot more tokenized assets that, you know, freely or somewhat freely trade across jurisdictions and different types of, I guess, income level or qualifications. So start with us. What is Accrue at its basics? Yeah. So I, I think it's important to start off with how Accrue started off, right? So uh, right before this, I was telling you, I used to raise capital and I used to deploy capital across the Midwest in multifamily syndications. The biggest issue that I faced was um, your redemptions and, and then the minimum raise of being at least 250K. Some of my favorite investors couldn't invest in all of my deals. So back in 2018, I was up in Toronto for an investor meeting and one of my friends sat me down and he explained, he gave me the full rundown on blockchain. It's like, wow, this could really, really resolve the issues of the large minimum investments and then the redemptions that you have to deal with as a syndicator. Um, you know, fast forward a few months, we ended up hiring a massive legal team, uh, great guys who were able to uh, get us a pathway to open up a compliant platform, uh, which is US-based, which was the one most important thing for me. Given my background in finance, I, I knew that it, what we're trying to offer in terms of fractional ownership in real estate in order to democratize commercial real estate investments, no matter which way we look at it, it passes the Howey test and it will be considered a security by the SEC. So we had to talk with them. So we spent about a year and a half in trying to get that pathway in place and, and trying to have that the right approach to it. So we started developing the platform back in 2019. And the platform that I'm talking about is essentially Accrue is for fractional real estate investing where you can invest for as little as $1,000 on the investor side uh, and on the syndicator side, you get, uh, or, or an asset owner side, you know, there's a long list of benefits that, that you achieve out of it, including a permanent capital structure, including, you know, moving debt from uh, the asset side to the investor side and, and unlocking the true potential of, of that real estate asset. So talking about commercial real estate, the largest factor bringing the price of a commercial asset down on, on a larger asset is usually the discount and marketability when you look at the appraisal report. By fractionalizing these assets and by bringing them down to $1,000 and by creating them as digital securities, we actually have created a secondary market where these tokens can freely be traded. And that aspect, by enabling that liquidity into it, 
opens up this whole new aspect of a liquidity premium or the reduction in the discount in marketability uh, and unlocks the true value of, of, of the given asset. So accrue in a nutshell does fractional real estate investing with a secondary market. So you can buy smaller pieces of any asset of your choosing. You're not investing in an array of assets or in a REIT with thousands of shopping malls. Given last year, no one wants to be in shopping malls anymore or office uh, for that matter. And, and you can move in and out and pick and choose within the region, the specific asset, the asset class and so on and so forth. So it gives you all the power in your hands as the investor. It gives gives you complete transparency and information. And it, there's a secondary market for trading those tokens as well. You mentioned Cruz, uh, you know, could have as small as a, a deal can have as small as a thousand dollar minimum, right? What is right. you know what is the size of these deals, or what type of deals are currently coming to the platform? So right now we've got three deals on the platform. Uh, the first two were deals that we put out as test deals. So instead of putting up demo assets, we decided to put up real assets on the platform. Uh, one was a million dollar asset and the other is a five, uh, $6 million deal. The third one that's coming up is more in line with the kind of assets that, that we are putting on the platform in the near future as well, which is about $18 million, 18.6 to be exact. So the ideal deal size on our platform is between 10 and $50 million. We do as low as a million dollar asset uh, on the commercial real estate side, uh, and we're open to all kinds of commercial real estate. Now, we want to focus on core assets or core plus assets. So core assets are assets with a stable income and stable history, uh, which are cash flowing really well. Low upside in the short term, but in the long term, there's always upside in real estate. Uh, core plus is little, little work to it, a little bit of value add, but still an income stream on it. And we'll get into the opportunistic uh, deals a little bit later in our journey. We want to make sure people have um, people get the income stream that they're looking to get from real estate and they get they get used to these digital securities with, with regular quarterly distributions going out as those rental incomes to them. And they're happy with what they're investing in before it gets too risky or before we start putting on the higher risk deals on the platform. So currently what investors can participate or is there certain income demographics? While we look to democratize uh, commercial real estate and our tagline is making the exclusive inclusive, um, unfortunately, we're only open to accredited investors at this point. Uh, we're working diligently with all the regulators to open up to non-accredited investors, uh, hopefully in the next 12 to 18 months. Uh, what is an accredited investor? Is anyone with a net worth of over a million dollars, excluding your primary residence. Uh, if you make more than $250,000 as an individual or $350,000 uh, as, as a household, or if more recently, uh, SEC has added people with various different exams and licenses like the Series 7 or, or, or so on. If you hold any of those um, and you're in good standing with the SEC, you're also considered as an accredited investor. Okay. And now, so what is the process? I mean, let's just kind of walk through the different stages of the process. And first, typically you got to acquire a deal, right? So uh, whether you, uh, you guys have uh, deals on the platform or another, I guess we'll call them sponsor, brings a deal to the platform, how are those deals vetted? So we have a very rigorous due diligence uh, process uh, before which uh, no asset is listed on the platform. So if a sponsor brings an asset to us, not only do we do our due diligence on the asset, but the sponsor as well, depending on the extent to which the sponsor wants to stay involved. If it's an individual, uh, let's assume John Jones or, or ABC or whoever, uh, chances are we're more than happy to tokenize the asset, but they will not be uh, retaining control of the asset and they will not be retaining management on the asset. But if it's a larger real estate developer, which is a more nationwide developer of sorts, uh, or even a regional developer, or, or even a more established developer within a local uh, area, and they have the history to support that they can manage these assets, uh, you know, they, they continue to manage it. And that's that, that entire process and decision-making happens during the due diligence period. Due diligence on the asset, on grant due diligence, financial due diligence, legal due diligence, uh, as well as due diligence on the sponsors and their ability for the asset to, uh, to perform. So that's it's about a 30 to 60 day process uh, where we run through the entire due diligence uh, process. We charge a small fee uh, for that because there's very, various different aspects that, that get involved and there's various different third parties that get involved in this. But beyond that, uh, you know, that's that's when the asset gets ready to be listed on the platform and is tokenized and, and is put uh, up for sale in fractional ownership. Now, the benefits of you guys pre-screening is to kind of minimize the risk as best as possible for the LPs or the people that are going to come in to the, fund, Absolutely. the different properties. Right. So we have to make sure because we're offering a financial product, we want to make sure that anyone who's using our services to invest through the platform or even present a deal to the platform, the deal is as successful as possible. You know, this is not a, 
a, a basic uh, hard money uh, lending situation where all that they care about is if they're getting their money back or if they're getting their, their returns on it, we've got to make sure that the project is a success in the long term. In our uh, process and in our, thought, in our thought process, when once an asset is tokenized, there should be no reason for it to be taken off the platform and any trading or any gains or profit taking that needs to happen should happen by trading those tokens. So even in the case of a development project where it's, let's assume a multifamily building, uh, which, which still needs to be developed, if you're investing pre-development, once there's a stable cash flow, the value of that token is, is going up. And depending on how far the market has gone, that's how the value of the token should go up. Now, we, we do quarterly uh, valuations on each of these assets to provide some guidance on what the value of these tokens will be, but we don't determine the price of each token. It's a free market. People can tr trade them freely depending on whatever price they want. So uh, if you know, someone could think that their token is worth $100,000 versus $1,000. And so if someone needs liquidity right away and wants to sell, uh, they may want to sell it for 900 bucks as opposed to $1,000. So it, 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 or if the market, it, if the last traded tokens are $2,000, you can sell it for $1,800 or $1,900 if you need the liquidity right away kind of, kind of deal. So the free market decides what the price of those tokens is, but, it, but it's, it, it's a journey throughout. As a sponsor that you know uh, identifies a proper uh, property and submits it to you guys and gets approval, you know, uh, them also making the decision to go with a crew. What are all the benefits that they should be able to see from the sponsor side in going with you versus you know another platform that's currently out there? So there's a bunch of different uh, benefits that, that come in with a crew, with tokenization in general, but but more specifically with a crew. So one, you get to recapture your gains. So you don't need to sell the entire asset in order to recapture your gains. Two, you, you get to um, uh, you get a permanent capital structure. You don't have to deal with redemptions or you, you don't have to deal with anything on those lines. Your true value of the asset is unlocked. Back to what I was talking about earlier, uh, it's as that standard marketability goes down and that liquidity premium gets added, the, the true value gets, gets added on. The reasons why people should, would, would want to do it through a crew as opposed to other crowdfunding platforms out there or some of the other uh, tokenization platforms, it, we make investor management super simple. So everything happens through a single dashboard along with compliance. So you, you know, you've done a bunch of these deals before you understand the compliance that comes with, comes in with reg D or, or reg a plus or, or anywhere where you're raising capital, it, that's a major issue. And then we've got some unique products like leverage for investors directly. What that means is 95% of real estate assets have uh, go for capital calls because of debt service. And that's a massive number. If we can remove the debt from the asset side and let every individual decide how much they want to lever up their investment by using our margin trading product on our platform, you know, the sponsor is relieved of the trouble of uh, going after capital calls because of debt servicing. The, the asset gets super stabilized from that perspective. So what that essentially means is it's not that there's no debt and you're going to see unlevered returns, which are re really low. It, all that just means is if I want to have a 75% uh, you know, debt to equity ratio or loan to value, I can do that and I can take a higher risk on it. If you're more of a risk, if you don't like taking risk as much, you can keep it as low as 30%, 20%, 10% or 0%, depending on whatever your risk appetite is. And you can lever up or lever down as you choose to do so straight from your dashboard. You know, you don't have to go through the entire refinance process or, or anything on those lines. It's truly margin trading like you, do, like you would on your Fidelity or your Schwab account. You would do that with the security tokens. Let's go a little bit more in details there, or at least uh, clarify some things. So, so are you saying that, uh, you know, let's take a, a million dollar property. Are you saying that but we still have maybe a 500,000 senior and then 500,000 or so that is tokenized? And then within that equity stack of that owned by the token holders, they can leverage their own position? There will be certain assets where that would be possible. But for the most part, what we want to enable is remove that senior completely okay. and let people, instead of that senior being placed on, on the asset, that that uh, that is placed directly on your security token. So that lien is, or that mortgage is not, there's no mortgage on the asset. And that's not a requirement. That does not mean that all the assets on our pl platform are debt-free. That's just an option that we're giving out there. And obviously the, the more the asset is levered, the lesser the investors can borrow against it, and the lesser liquidity uh, they, they can have just, just by borrowing money uh, against the security tokens on the platform as well. So there will be a certain point where, where people will start seeing more and more of that benefit on there. And so when they're, you know, I guess it was taking a margin position or a borrowed position, is that something they typically do on the initial subscription or is that at any time? So that's at any point in time. So we're uh, launching our pilot July 15th. 
um, with some local banks uh, here in Ohio, because we're based out of Cincinnati, uh, Ohio. So we're starting our pilot uh, in the next few days where you can borrow against your tokens at any point in time. You can pay it back at any point in time. Your repayments or your debt servicing is scheduled in line with the quarterly distribution coming from that asset. So uh, for instance, again, that million dollar asset, if you own one token, that means there's a total of 1,000. So, uh, or let's assume you own 100 tokens, so you own 10% of it. The NOI on that is $100,000 uh, per year uh, or $120,000 per year. So every three months of distribution uh, is essentially $30,000. Uh, and your 10% on that is $3,000. And your debt servicing payment, for instance, is $2,500. So the way that our smart contracts work is debt servicing automatically gets paid from your distributions prior to you getting your distribution if you have an outstanding payment at that point. If you decide to pay that $2,500 beforehand for your debt servicing uh, because you're highly levered or that's why you have such a high payment, uh, you know, you, you get the full uh, distribution right away. So we're able to utilize smart contracts in a very unique way. And the way that we have them set up uh, on the platform is extremely unique and not just for um, the investment side and instantaneous settlement, but also long-term uh, compliance and simplification from that perspective. So who is the lender? You know, that is, I guess, well, back the loans. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, right. and, and typically, you know, how are they, underwriting the risk and the rates in those rates being compared to what's on the market today for debt. The way that, that, that the rates are working out is truly like margin trading where there's no real, like there is a term on, on your margin trading account, but it, it, it automatically renews. Right. Uh, and, and then the rate on the real estate side is slightly higher than your traditional rate. So the rate will be prime plus one for the most part on, on majority of the assets that get qualified to start off with. Uh, and you, you're looking at quarterly interest only payments. So, you know, as I'm sure you could appreciate, for a long-term hold where you have, where you don't have to make a principal payment on, on it, and as the value of your asset either goes up or goes down, since real estate is cyclical, your your monthly payment or your quarterly payment is just your interest payment. So you're truly maximizing your return at that point. And you, you know, when you're moving away from uh, from that uh, debt, moving the debt away from the asset side and bringing it on on the token side, it makes it so much easier. And then from the lender perspective, it's it's a loan that's uh, that's backed by securities. Uh, and, and it's not a real estate-based loan. So it makes it a lot simpler and like Dodd-Frank and, and all that fun stuff doesn't get involved and makes it that much easier which, uh, to, to, um, uh, to, to process these online and, and get these done. Is that gonna be like a community bank or larger institutions? We're working with two localized banks. So, so two local banks over here right now, uh, but we're in talks with some larger institutions to participate in the platform. And as those larger institutions come on as part of that leverage pool, those rates become more and more competitive and they, they become that much better for the investors. What is the, uh, I guess, wow, that, you know, it's very interesting. It's the first time I kind of heard it done this way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, my question is, I lost every minute, is now, uh, is that lender looking for, looking to accrue to report on that NAV or that uh, assets value every quarter to, you know, for the loan requirements? Yeah. So even the lender is using our platform. So just like an asset owner would get their own dashboard, the lenders would get their own dashboard with complete um, reconciliation and records of every possible margin trade that's out there, every loan amount that's out there to every user with all their KYC information, with the, uh, with the NPVs on those assets on a quarterly basis and reconciling all of that. So compliance from the lender side is made super simple as well, not just from the asset owner side. Uh, and, and we're truly leveraging the platform for, for making that compliance aspect easier through and through. So our platform uses a multi-token architecture. So we've got the security tokens, which are the real estate backed tokens, where a, to a series of tokens represents ownership in a specific asset only. Then we've got our utility token, which represents money deposited in your virtual account. Uh, so once you sign up on the platform, you, you deposit that. And those two tokens are the ones that, that are used for transacting. So when you want to invest in an asset, uh, investing is super simple on our platform. It's, it literally takes two clicks. So you choose the property you want to invest in. You click on the invest now button, select the number of tokens you want to buy, and you click invest now. There's a confirmation to it, and that's it. So invest now, confirmation and the transaction is done as long as you have deposited money in your online account prior to that. So the third token that we have is the really unique one. That's the, uh, that, uh, that's the ID and governance token. That's what enables us to make that whole compliance, tax documentation, reporting, all, all of that aspects more streamlined on our platform than, than what anyone else has. So we're not just saying, hey, person with wallet address, ABC one two three you know the six, the whole nine yards is is person uh, you know John Jones we're saying 
person with this token in their uh, wallet is person John Jones versus, uh, um, uh, you know, so we're super simplifying the access to that data as well from the perspective of lenders, sponsors, investors, uh, and, and their abilities to utilize their rights uh, based on that. Well, that sounds good. And so, I, you know, I guess we're at sourcing raising equity stack. So a sponsor chooses your platform, they get vetted, uh, they're approved. Currently, how is the traffic of the LPs driven to the site or to the deal? How, how are they attracted? Right. So every deal on the platform is marketed equally. We don't make any additional money by marketing any specific deal uh, or, or we don't have any, any such sources. We, we, we like to um, market each deal equally, any active deals, any new deals obviously show up first. Uh, and, and then the older deals uh, that, that start to go on. So uh, there's a simple algorithm in place, which which has no human interaction with what's what's shown first and what's not. And, and we want to ensure that, that there's no way a human can mess around with that. The tra- In terms of traffic, we had about 10,000 users on the platform last month, uh, and, and that number is growing. So we just launched the platform on March 25th, where we were the target sponsors uh, at the Security Token Summit. You know, in the last two, two and a half months, uh, we've transacted over... Uh, $500,000 worth of tokens uh, on the platform. We've got, gotten over 150 registered accredited investors, active accredited investors on our platform so far. Uh, and that number is growing every day. I, I looked at that number last week. It was 120 something. On Friday, when I looked at it, it's just over 150 um, uh, investors at that point. So that number is growing very quickly. And, and we're working diligently to uh, to attract more and more customers on the platform. Now, the biggest issue that a lot of platforms have is does the chicken come first or the egg? Where <laughs> do, do you get the LP investors first or do you get the real estate deals? And that's where kind of my background in real estate comes, comes into play really well because I'm from a fund that owns a large number of assets, which are core assets that can easily be listed on the platform. So we, we levered that, we created a partnership with the fund uh, and we asked them to commit a certain number of assets. So they committed to 14 assets on the platform, uh, which we're bringing out one new asset every month. Uh, and that's, that, that's how we're ensuring that the LPs don't get bored with just one or two deals or, or the same kind of deals. At the same time, we're bringing on third-party deals on the platform as well. So, I mean, from, I guess, you know, any specific marketing mechanisms that are kind of put in place right now from, a, you know, beyond, obviously you're doing the podcast, but, uh, you know, it always seems a while to attract, uh, or let me rephrase it. When it comes to selling the security token idea currently in the blockchain space, it's new to people, right? So I think it's taking a little bit longer than everyone expects to get traction. And then once it catches on, you know, it'll do its quick growth. So what are you seeing? Is there anything else that you can see to uh, kind of help move that in a faster direction? Right. Yeah. So the biggest thing that that we have to deal with is we have to educate people. And that's what we're doing at this point. Uh, That education comes in the forms of media publications, podcasts like these, that it comes in the forms of digital advertisements. So we've got uh, our digital ad campaign going on right now where we're currently spending just a little bit more than $10,000 a month because we're running our customer acquisition testing uh, right now. But as that testing matures, like we start off by spending $5,000, $7,500, now we're at 10K. We expect to spend north of $75,000 a month within this year. Uh, and that, that's our big uh, go-getter on the customer acquisition side uh, and getting those LPs on the platform. Um, and, and again, the, the purpose of that is educating people. And that's that's the one thing. The, every time I'm on a podcast or every time I'm, I'm at an event where, where I'm speaking or I, I get to talk to a, group, a larger group of people, we see that spike in the number of users uh, on the following day when it, when it gets um, published or, or, or the following week, depending on the scale of the event or, or, or so. And similarly, we, like we got published in business journals and Yahoo Finance. And every time one of those articles comes up, you know, you, you start seeing that spike. So we're working very hard in educating people on how they can benefit from security tokens, how they can, whether it's taking your gains from crypto and putting in something like real estate for a more stable return, a lower return, maybe compared to crypto, but a more stable return for sure. Uh, or, you know, take, taking your how you could use your IRA dollars uh, and use auto IRA to invest on our, in our platform using your IRA account, or, or uh, you know how right now working uh, on bringing on a 401k provider where people would then be able to invest utilizing their 401k dollars and their 401k plans uh, as well. But stay tuned on that. We'll, we'll keep you posted on that. So working, you know, there's there's a bunch of different ways of bringing these uh, the LPs and the users uh, and, and our true customers on, on the platform. Uh, so, so they, they can have access to to the asset class, which previously they did not. And by the way, like we talked about accredited investors and high net worth individuals, most of middle America falls under that accredited investor uh, threshold. So anyone who makes as a household makes more than 350K, which is your senior management at any large corporation. 
be it PNG, be it GE, be it Walmart, be it, you know, you name it, any sector, anything across the US, be it auto, be it consumer goods, be it uh, uh, electronics, you've got more than 12.4 million accredited investor households across the US. That's a massive number, you know, out of a population of 320 million, there's at least uh, about 60 million people which are accredited investors. And taking that in account, it, it, it's a massive market that we're still addressing to. And there's a very large number of them who don't have access to commercial real estate investing. They don't have the ability to invest $50,000 for five years and lock it up because they have too many other priorities, or they don't have the ability to, uh, they don't even have the access to the private developer who, who may be great in a region. You know, uh, their easiest access is going and buying a duplex or a single family and renting it out. And then having to deal with all the tenant pains and, you know, your phone calls and maintenance issues and this, that, and the other, where, you know, they, they usually run away from it after doing one or two of those. And they're like, well, it's good income, but it's, it's a lot of headache and it's not making much sense for me. So th those are the people who we're trying to educate more and more on how they can uh, benefit and utilize our platform uh, for developing their real estate portfolio. Well, let's go into those aspects. Uh, you mentioned headaches and kind of leads me to management, right? So once the uh, sponsor has launched the deal on your platform and the LPs have contributed, now, you know, they have a closing and, you know, where does the, you know, where's it, how does the LP receive tokens or where is that custody? We've got a wallet provider that's fully integrated with our platform right now. Uh, and all tokens get, get self-custodied by the investors or the LPs within their own wallets. Uh, and, and that the way that we've created the integration on our platform is is super simple. It's not that you have to download another wallet extension or or anything on those lines. It's it's a it's a super easy and simple uh, uh, it, it, login process uh, uh, from that perspective. Uh, the way that the actual transaction happens. So every sponsor, when when we list a deal, let's assume a million dollar deal again, just for ease of numbers, that's a one thousand tokens that 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 they're selling. Uh, they're going to set a minimum number of tokens sold and a maximum number of tokens sold. That minimum could be the full 1,000, but usually that minimum could be anywhere from 50% to 75%. So the minute that minimum investment gets hit, so the minute the 500 token gets sold, those tokens are automatically transferred from the property's wallet into the buyer's wallet. And how do people make those investments? So it, it, in order to commit, this is not commitment letter or an LOI that you're giving in, or it's not that you're signing off on a PPM and, and sending in uh, or wiring in your money later on, you've got to have money in your online account before you decide to invest in an asset. So that proof of funds is already there. There's there's the entire concept of escrow is, is kind of gone away. Money gets locked into people's own wallets and their own accounts while when they place a commitment on something. So the second that that minimum investment is, is reached, the money transfers over and the tokens go, go into the owner's accounts. You know, the, the entire process is streamlined. So the entire escrow process and transfer agent process gets super simplified uh, by using smart contracts and, and using the platform. All right. And then after, you know, the, the deal is fully funded from the sponsor standpoint, kind of what is the role from thereafter for, for management of the asset, but also management of the fund? Again, with our focus on core, core plus assets at, at this point in time, the, the fund management side is, is very little, right? So it, they, they get the funds transferred and, and the title to the asset gets transferred over essentially. So it, while the deal transacts on completely on the platform, there is a backend closing like the traditional real estate world that still has to take place and that still takes place where the funds are, are, are given to the current owner or the sponsor and the, the title gets transferred into new SPV. Now, depending on the experience of the sponsor and if the, and if the sponsor is qualified during our due diligence process, the sponsor gets to retain management. Uh, but a crew acts on behalf of all token holders or all the LPs. So the sponsor has no he headaches or no uh, hassles of dealing with 1,000 separate token holders of $1,000 each. We, you know, we, we've all raised money. So we all understand that the more investors you have, the more phone calls you have to attend to uh, as a sponsor. So we get that in mind. And so we made the investor management aspect as simple as a single dashboard. If there's any issues, the people who they have to answer a call to is a crew management, which is our platform's uh, uh, management side of things. Now we don't charge anything, neither to the sponsor nor to the token holders. We're just there to watch out for the, be for the best interest of the asset and then for the token holders. And the sponsor at the end of it is also a token holder, right? So $1 million asset, 1,000 tokens, 500 uh, tokens sold. The, the uh, sponsor gets the remaining 500 tokens plus the $500,000 in cash in it. So all the entire ownership cap table is represented by tokens on the platform. And everyone's ownership is all the same. Obviously, the governance token allows, hey, this guy is the project sponsor. Their tokens are locked in for the next 
I don't know, three years or five years or, or whatever the initial term commitments are, or if there's a construction loan on it, hey, the, you know, these are the key stakeholders or the key players. This is, these are their terms on, on their tokens, but that's all done using uh, our unique smart contracts and our programming that, that, that we put in place for this. I mean, what happens if, uh, you know, let's say an asset goes dark and uh, the, you know, the manager or the sponsor to step in and kind of release that property or doesn't fulfill his role, you know, what, what do you guys have to do? Once an asset is fully tokenized, all, all ownership is represented through tokens. That's where accrue management kind of has to come in in the interest of the asset and in the interest of the uh, token holders. We, we come in and we have the ability to fire those, uh, the existing managers and put, it, put in place new asset managers uh, in the asset. And given our expertise in commercial real estate, now my uh, background, my expertise are purely in uh, multifamily and mixed use buildings. Uh, but the rest of our team brings in expertise from different aspects of commercial real estate, which, is, which enables us and puts us in a good place to appoint the appropriate managers and to make sure that that asset gets out of the red and, and we're able to bring it back uh, up to the mark in an effort to maintain the interest of all uh, token holders. And that's exactly why the asset gets moved over into an SPV and, and doesn't remain in the same title as it previously did. There's plenty of other legal reasons uh, why, why we choose to do that. So you guys seem like you got your uh, a pretty busy role to fill. I'll, I'll put it that way, right? So that, of course. that has to come along with some fees, right? <laughs> so, so, you know, what, what are the, you know, some fees to kind of expect from the sponsor side, the deal side, or the LP side? Kind of how, to, how does a crew make money? So right now we're, uh, we're in the mode to go and get more and more investors and more and more deals on the platform. So we're a no fee platform, both from the sponsor side and for, uh, from the uh, investor side. The only fee, however, that we do charge right now from the sponsors is our due diligence fee, uh, which is not a very large fee. And again, that the entire purpose is to cover due diligence costs, different reporting, different valuations, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and, and then there's a little bit of legal costs involved from that. Uh, that fee can be anywhere from $5,000 to $75,000, depending on the size of the asset, uh, how complex the deal is, and, and uh, you know, what the rollout structure is, and, and what all the due diligence will entail on it. A lot of the due diligence is standardized, but some of it is unique as you would, as you know, real estate is, every asset is unique to its own self. So every due diligence aspect gets a little bit tailored from that perspective. So back to the kind of just the LPs and finding investors to the site, do you see that uh, majority of the LPs that will fulfill the subscriptions on these deals uh, be from a crew doing the marketing versus that sponsor bringing that, uh, his own investor base? Yeah, so eventually that's the goal, right? Uh, but the idea is that even if the sponsor is bringing his or her own investor base, their investors now have liquidity. They don't have to deal with, the sponsor doesn't have to deal with any kind of redemptions. The, sponsors, it is, it, the sponsor and their investor base for an existing deal is able to recapitalize on their gains without having to get rid of the entire asset. So assuming you invested in an asset when it was valued at a million dollars, now it's completed, it's streamlined, you've got a steady income flow coming from it and now it's worth $2 million. Uh, you only have to sell the tokens worth the, the gain if you want to, or a, a certain portion of it, or whatever the, the sponsor originally decides. And all the sponsor and, and the uh, LPs in the existing deal can retain the rest of their ownership as, as it was prior to it. So you get to recapitalize on your gains without, without losing the asset in itself or without losing your interest in the asset uh, in itself. And you get to benefit from it in the long-term as well. But yeah, that's, uh, it, it, that, that's the top process on it. And I kind of lost track on what your question was. <laughs> I apologize on that. I don't know if I was able to answer it. Completely. No, it was good. It was, <laughs> that's, uh, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, got, I, I, was, I was there, but I think we hit it. Um, <laughs> you know, so from the management standpoint, I was just thinking, uh, so kind of after, you know, from a crew standpoint, what is, so was the responsibility of, uh, you know, the management to the management company on more on a crew or more on that sponsor to, to manage the, the manager for that property on an ongoing basis and collect the income and so forth? Right. So the way that the platform is built, uh, we have uh, webhooks and integrations with all major property management softwares, um, you know, be it Yardi, be it Appfolio, be it, uh, some of the other hospitality-based softwares. Uh, so we, we get direct reporting from, from any of those assets. So to simply answer your question, we expect that if the sponsor wants, and that's part of the due diligence and negotiation phase, they get to retain management of the asset. Because a lot of times that's an income stream for the sponsor that the sponsor loses when they sell the asset. And we don't want that to happen. Provided they qualify and they're qualified sponsors and they go through our due diligence process and, and, and we, we're satisfied with that. Uh, the crew only steps in if that management is not happening at par. 
Now, how, do, how does the fund distribution happen? We integrate our platform with existing asset management softwares for direct reporting, instantaneous reporting. We integrate um, pay, payment processes and uh, payment methods with our platform. So two years from now, or, or a little while from now, the idea is every tenant, be it a Walmart or a Walgreens or a triple net lease tenant, or be it an individual a family-owned bakery in a strip mall, or be it an apartment uh, resident, should be paying their rent all on the same platform while it's integrated with various different property management softwares. All financial aspects start happening through the platform in itself. And the sponsor still has control over it or is still able to utilize the funds as and when they're required, but it all happens through a single platform, which is accruing itself. And so there, that brings a lot of transparency for the investors and also for the sponsor in itself. And we're not saying, you, hey, money's coming um, in, in your account that is run on the crew platform uh, and you can't take it out. It's like running a regular checking account where you can deposit and withdraw money. So that, that, that still remains, but we just want, want it to be streamlined. So everyone gets, gets to see the entire picture and not just, hey, this is what the reporting on it is at the end of every month or every, every quarter. How long do you think uh, it'll take for all payments and expenses to all be integrated through, you know, on a ledger that kind of allows everything to roll up together from the loan to the token, to the payments and everything. And you could kind of quantify what the cash flows are in a very easy dashboard with the cap rate and value. Yeah. So in terms of cap rate value, current expenses, while a lot of it is provided in through uh, human input uh, on there right now, and some through various integrations, uh, it, it's still there. So there is an LP dashboard that's there where you can look at what your current investments are, what the status of your investments is, how each deal is performing, what your expected returns are and what your current returns are. And IRR based on whatever schedule you want to set it as. So you can uh, you, you can pick and choose, hey, I want to hold this asset for 10 years or five years. Or, uh, and this is based on the expected current returns on that asset or the proje projections of that asset. You know, it, it'll give you, hey, this is the equity multiplier you'd be looking if you hold it for this long. This is the IRR you'd be looking. This is the uh, analyzed ROI that you'd be looking on it uh, or the cap rate that, that you'd be looking on it uh, on an analyzed basis. But the entire process is, is, is hopefully going to, going to be there in the next uh, 18 to 24 months. Uh, but, it, but it's a constantly developing product, right? A, a, any product that you look at, once you develop it, you leave it alone. It, the, the, those are the worst products. You, you get sick of those really quickly. So it, it, the product evolves uh, every day, every every year, every month. Uh, it, it's going to constantly improve and, and uh, work better and better as we bring on more and more features on it. If I'm an LP with uh, ownership in these tokens, what uh, kind of what, what's the rules around when I can retrade or resell that to another party, and what's that process look like? Yeah, so there is an uh, initial hold period that, that that we're. Let me back up a little bit to answer that question. Our platform right now is only open to credit investors, and we offer these through Reg D five hundred six E offerings, and it's a closed platform where all investors on there are verified accredited investors. They're not just a solemn declaration that I'm an accredited investor <laughs> checkbox. So we, we actually have to verify them, and we have to go through that process. But what that does enable us to do is that we're able to have that secondary marketplace without being uh, an exchange in ourselves. And it keeps us compliant on the, on the, on the regulation side of things. They, they can start that uh, secondary market trading in as little as right after the offering, depending on how long the offering is. So if it's a 90 to 180 day offering, it, it can happen right, right after. Or it's usually 180 days from the start of the orig uh, uh, original offering. So if an offering goes live on, June, uh, on January 1st, uh, starting June 30th, uh, you should be able to start trading it on the platform. So very, very small hold period. Uh, any secondary market trades don't qualify for any hold periods. Once uh, once the secondary market opens up on every asset, you can go ahead and you can start trading it. And if I'm that secondary market buyer and I uh, create account, log into the platform, I could see what's for sale. Uh, you know, what, what information is going to be available to me to the current present value and kind of status of what that property is at on that day? Yeah. So anytime someone, once someone signed up, you have access to all the information related to all the different listings, right? So every every listing has its own document vault, which gives you all, all the previous, uh, all, all the financials, all, all the previous valuations. So those quarterly valuation reports, you have access to all of those. But also we simplify the information and put it right there on, on a single screen for you, which includes last traded value, last month's traded uh, values, uh, you know, what uh, the last uh, distribution amount, uh, yeah. last distribution date, ne next expected distribution, next, next expected distribution amount, what the current, uh, and, and then there's there's an IRR calculator that we're, that we're putting on there. So you know people looking at deals on CrowdStreet or or other other crowdfunding platforms are used to looking at oh this deal has a 26% IRR, <laughs> not realizing how that IRR gets calculated. Yeah. So you know, 
we were giving just analyzed ROI numbers to people and people were complaining about, oh, this is too low. I was like, you can invest in 10X with Grant, Grant or you could invest on CrowdStreet. Your analyzed returns are not going to be, you, you won't be able to beat these returns. You know, uh, six, seven, 8% returns is, it's just not going to get better than that on an annualized basis. It, it would most likely be closer to the five or 6%, uh, not, not higher than that. And 6% if you get lucky. Uh, majority of that IRR comes in from when the asset gets sold or, uh, you know, a time value of money is, is another number in there. So we, we, we try to keep it real for, for the people, but we, but we are building in an IRR calculator on there for people to figure out where, how, it, how that deal compares with, with our next closest competitor being any of the crowdfunding platforms out there. So you bring up a good point. Most of the return or a good portion of the return on deals are on the equity kicker or the exit, right? Uh, and if most of these assets are being established as, I guess we'll call them long-term hold, correct, as we're tokenizing when there's not really a value add in a retrade, are the token holders just able to realize the higher returns through either selling their own token and or being able to utilize the margin feature because of that net asset value being increasing over time? Let me correct you a little bit, right? <laughs> okay. so, it, it's not that there's no future trade-ins on, on, on those assets. Once an asset is tokenized, we expect it to stay tokenized for all eternity, but the entire concept of commercial real estate changing hands as yeah. an entire asset in itself it is what we're trying to change and is, is what, what's going to change with this process. It's not that you will, you will experience that kicker when you, when you sell your token. So now instead of selling a $100 million asset, you're just selling a $1,000 piece of that $100 million asset. So you take a 50-story uh, high-rise in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm just throwing it out there, right? Uh, and, and you buy a condo in there. The entire appreciation is then focused on that one condo only and not just not on the entire building. Or when you sell that condo, it's not like you're not going to get your appreciation. You, you get your appreciation as you sell that smaller piece of it. Uh, and the entire condo example may not be 100% accurate, but you know, uh, the idea is you take one larger asset, you split it into pieces, and as you sell each piece, you're taking in that, that appreciation kicker every time. And that, that transaction is taking place. It is changing hands, just now in a much smaller piece, which is why you're able to get a higher value from it for it. Not just when you're buying it, are you paying a higher value, but even when you're trading it, you're able to get a higher value for it in the future. Fully understand. I fully understand. So after, you know, if you got a six, whatever, using numbers, 5% cash on cash, you know, after year one, if the rents bump 3%, then your net IRR, if you sold that token, might be a seven or eight. Then, you know, another point or so each year kind of to what typically over a five or eight year, five, 10 year period might be a 15% IRR on a typical deal. But right. the token just increases per se based on the value, net asset value at that time, right? Right. Yeah. So you bought that token for a thousand bucks. Yeah. You know, five years later, that token is definitely not worth a thousand dollars anymore. You know, it, it, it's increased in its value. So when you're selling a token, it's the same thing if you're buying an asset for, let's assume you can buy a house for $1,000 and you can sell it five years later for $5,000. That's where your IRR is calculated, right? So it's, it's the gain, the 4 million plus all the rental income that's in there, the, the NOI from each year and so on, right? It's the same thing in the case of a token. You're buying a $1,000 token, you're getting all the distributions on a quarterly basis. And then at the end of it, you're selling it and you're getting that kicker at the end as, as that sale. Now you could get a smaller kicker over a six month period or a one year period, or a close to zero one on, on a even much shorter period. But when you hold it for a much longer period, it's, you know, it, it, you, you're, you're seeing all of those gains regardless. So talking purely from a multifamily standpoint, um, commercial real estate at large as well, the value of the asset increases. As the value of the asset increases, you see cap rate compression. And, and the accepted cap rate in the market goes down and down and down. So if I look at, when I started investing in Cincinnati back in 2012, we were looking at cap rates north of 20%. <laughs> now, ridiculous, right? now I can't even get a six cap in Cincinnati, a, 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 a unlevered asset, you know, yep. completely cash. Now I can't even get a 6%. I'm looking at five or even sub five deals at this point. Uh, so what, and that, what that means is it's the same asset. The total income produces a little bit higher over the last 10 years. You know, it's not doubled or anything like that. You, you see that 2% gain every year or so, so maybe 20% higher over 10 years, but the, va the value of the asset is there has increased because of the cap rate compression. And, and because now the accepted cap rate in the market, whether someone is willing to pay money for it is now 6% or, or six cap, as opposed to a 18 cap or, or a 20 cap or a 12 cap for that matter. And that's what, what's getting the value of the asset increased. So as people are willing to accept a lower return, the value of the token goes higher and higher. So if you buy a token today where you have a cap rate of, I don't know, uh, let's say 7%, uh, three years later, someone may be willing to buy it at a cap rate of 
And that's where the capital compression causes the increase in price. And that's the, that, that's how that, that that's how that's the basis of commercial real estate in general, in my opinion. But that that's how you see the incre- increase in price of your security token as well. And who's responsible for, I guess, holding all the um, closing docs, deeds, and so forth? And where is that housed? Yeah. So all, all the deeds, all all the documents, everything is held and managed by a crew management, uh, and, and that's the whole purpose of it. Each entity is set up as a separate SPV and as a separate uh, uh, legal entity uh, in order to separate each asset from the liability from from the next asset, uh, and, and in order to ensure the best interest of each of uh, the token holders. So each each asset is dealt as a separate entity, and therefore all documents are held in a very siloed mechanism uh, for uh, each asset uh, individually, but all managed by a crew, both in digital and paper form, Azure whatever the local jurisdiction requires. I guess one of the last important things that maybe touch on is uh, security, right? <laughs> you know, where is, I mean, how secure are these tokens being, you know, where they're custody that and how secure is that? And what are the certain measurements you guys take to manage risk? Right. I think one thing that people forget a lot of times is real estate is a generational asset. And, and I'm going to get to the security part by the end of this, trust me. But real estate is a gen- generational be- wealth building asset. People invest in real estate, not just for building their own wealth, but passing that wealth down their generations. And it's very commonly used as, um, uh, as a way of passing your inheritance to your heirs. The problem that a lot of people have experienced in the last decade with crypto is once you lose your keys or your private key or your access to your wallet, you've lost your crypto forever and ever. Uh, it, on our platform, the way that it works is we use blockchain as the underlying technology, right? So we use the immutable ledger, the, the nature of that. We use a multi-token architecture, which lets us know who owns what at any given point in time. Uh, and, and then at the same time, if someone does lo- lose access to something or if someone passes away for that matter, we have the ability to burn and reissue those tokens. So God forbid, if, even if someone is able to hack into your account today, uh, uh, your accrued wallet today, and you lose those wallet, uh, you lose those tokens. One, they can't transfer them to a non-accrued wallet, not because the wallet is not there, because the way that our platform is structured and the way that our platform is done is it has to be in a whitelisted wallet. It, otherwise, the transaction will not go through. The the security token just will not transfer off uh, into a non-whitelisted um, wallet. Two, even if they're able to transfer it and they're able to put their wallet to rest on our whitelist we can easily transfer it. We can easily burn those tokens and reissue you new tokens based on that. So we take security extremely, extremely seriously. And that multi-token architecture enables us to do that as well. You know, it, it's not just for the compliance side of things. It's not just for the reporting side of things, but it's truly for making sure that your money and your investment is as safe and secure as possible. And for that, like, we, we have very, very in-depth procedures uh, in place it, in order to burn a token, it, even as the founder and CEO of the company, I can't go ahead and burn a token just, just by myself. We have very rigorous protections in place for uh, the asset owners. It's only in, if there are appropriate legal documents in place or if there is an actual breach that, that takes place, we're able to revert it back with the appropriate people involved in it. I think that, uh, I think that covers everything. You know, I think we went through all the different steps in which uh, they can participate with the crew and how the tokenization of real estate, you know, happens. I mean, is there anything that you'd like to leave us with uh, in regards to the process there? Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, six simple steps to sign up. You have to go through a full KYC and accreditation verification, but uh, you know, that, that, it's a little cumbersome, but that keeps us compliant, unfortunately. Uh, and we have to do it, but go ahead, check it out. Check out the platform, akru.co. It pronounces accrue. You accrue your wealth over time and you build that generational wealth. Uh, start investing with as little as a thousand bucks. And we, we, we believe in making the exclusive inclusive. That's good. And we always have a final question. That is, what is the biggest thing you have implemented in your life that has increased your net worth? You know what? Uh, people are going to think I, I, I'm just saying it for the heck of it, but I'm a true believer that real estate is the one best way of growing your net worth over time. Uh, that's how I've seen it happen in my family. That's how I've done it for myself. Uh, all the education on one side, all the life experiences on the other side, you know, that's all great. That's all very important. But the one reason for me to be able to build my net worth is my real estate portfolios and my real estate investments and my strategies on that front. That truly impacts my net worth by the end of it. So, what are some of the, you know, I'll add on to that. So, you know, and in, in, in increasing net worth, what are some of the things that maybe is done for you or your family or, you know, the benefits? Yeah. So uh, one, it, like we take 
a lot of advantage, not just for myself or my family, but also for our investors for tax structures and tax benefits, like the opportunity zones over the last three years, or like-kind exchanges, uh, 1031s, uh, like the upgrade structure that we're looking at implementing at Accru as well, hopefully in the future, where you'd be able to do a different kind of like-kind exchange, but still, you know, uh, do an upgrade kind of thing over there. So, uh, it, it, and this is, I'm talking very specifically to, to US tax codes and US benefits, but you have similar benefits across the globe, be it Europe, be it uh, Africa, be it the Middle East, be it Asia. Uh, real estate has always preserved wealth. It's, it's hedged you against any kind of inflation and that's how it's worked for me really well and, and real estate is a cyclical market you've got to understand that cycle you've got to be prepared to work with that cycle and one thing that I, I very strongly believe in is you make your money when you're buying something so if you keep your focus on that you you, you keep that bullseye in, in your sight you know you're you're not going to lose money if you do it right i'm not saying people don't lose money it <laughs> does happen but but you, you you've got to have that long-term strategy like any uh, investment out there, nothing is, is great in the short term. There's too many implications on it. So what is the best way for listeners to learn more about Accrue or get a hold of you? You can log in at accrue.co, A-K-R-U.co. And you're always welcome to get a hold of me at M-M-A-S-U-D at accrue.co. That's my first initial and my last name at accrue.co. So feel free to, to get a hold of me. Always happy to chat. Uh, you know, it, always happy to answer anyone's questions and, and, and let people know if, uh, if I can be of assistance or anyone from my team, we're happy to be there. Mosin, I, I greatly appreciate uh, the information you brought us today and for coming on. Thanks so much, Joe, for the opportunity. Had a blast today. This, this has been phenomenal. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Joe Roberts Show. Take these tips and insights that you can use to help grow your own personal wealth and share them with a friend that could also benefit. Don't miss a single episode or updates. Subscribe to our email list at joerobert.com. And as always, keep pushing yourself towards a more impactful life. The Joe Roberts Show. The Joe Roberts Show. Joe Robert Show.